What's going on, everybody? Jesse James, Camel Hunt Podcast with my co-host. That boy, Cole. That bad boy, Cole. This is actually take two. Had some uh, minor technical difficulties when trying to record this episode right here. Like, And I'm going to vent about it a little bit, all right? I spend, what, $1,500 on a stupid laptop, this stupid MacBook Pro? Maybe it's not $1,500. I don't know what it costs. It costs a lot. It was a well over 1000 bucks. Well, it's an Apple product. It's so. an Apple product, so you're pretty much paying for the name, right? And I was so like, I was so happy about it when I got it, but I've never been totally satisfied with it. Like, the, A, the memory is always kind of like, eh, whatever, whatever. I thought it would have, like, a better RAM and, like, you know what I mean? Just, like, better... I don't know, whatever, I can work with that. But my major issue with this stupid MacBook is, like, it comes with, like, a USB-C charging thing, which, like, you know, whatever. But it never charges half the time. The charging, like, it doesn't work. Like, and now, I disconnected all, everything going in the charger, and it still read as it was charging, didn't it? Yep, yep, it did. It's stupid. It's only like a year old. Maybe I just got too much videos on it because obviously I do for my podcast. I got, I'm running two podcasts out of it and two YouTube channels. Well, pretty much one YouTube channel. But still, it's like... Yeah, but it should be equipped to do that. That's what I thought. What's the difference? Well, I should just go buy one of them generic ones at Walmart if I'm going to have this kind of issues. I don't know. I just I just get so aggravated. I've, never, I've had nothing but issues with that. I'm about to, I'm about to take it to the Apple store and be like... Look, here's my issues. I was going to say, did you ever think about like calling Apple and saying, hey? No, I shouldn't have to. Well, no, you shouldn't have to, but it sounds like you might want to make that call. I know. It is It is what it is. Yeah. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Camel Hunt Podcast. We're going to start getting back to our weekly drops. We've had a brief hiatus. Yeah, yeah, we had a, a big stretch here. Uh, we didn't put out an episode last week due to... Uh, your boy Cole out there getting sick. Um, not with the corona, though. Yeah. And not that, with the corona. That could have been. Like I, like we were just talking about, like, it's funny in today's society where, like, if you feel like you got any bit of a cold coming on, you got anything kind of, any kind of ailment coming on, it's like, oh, God, lock everything down. I'm not going to see Grandma. I'm Don't let the kids come over. I can't go to work. Blah, blah, blah. I can't do nothing. Well, right, right. And I don't know if you've ever looked up the symptoms, but... All the symptoms of COVID is like pretty much everything out there. Like, so it don't matter what kind of sick you're getting, you're like, oh, well, there could be a chance that I have it. So that's why they, they got it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I did the, uh, what I feel is the right thing. I went and got tested just to be sure because right. I don't want anyone grandma dying on my hands. Right. Yeah. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing wrong with that. So how you feeling? You were down for what, four days? Uh, four or five days. And actually I still kind of got like the uh, sinus going on. So yeah, yeah, you sound like shit. Yeah. yeah, Well, sound look. Yeah. I haven't been feeling quite 100 yet either, but it is what it is. We're rocking through it. So how's your, uh, other than you being sick, how was your uh, brief hiatus? Actually, you know Uh what? Let, Let me talk about, um, uh, going to do this COVID test because. Okay. I didn't even step foot inside the, uh, I went to the urgent care. Um, I didn't step foot inside it. I got there and I called and they did everything over the phone. What do you, they, they did like a, uh, you know, a, a new patient registration. 
over the phone, uh, and then I had to sit there and wait. And then you, I had to pull up, and they wheeled out a cart. And they were wearing, like, these NASA-looking kind of uniforms. They had, like, skirts on. and Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So they uh, wheeled out the cart to me, and um, we uh, we uh, did the damn thing right there in the parking lot. So how was it? Like, what they do? Right. So what they did, uh, so there's a couple ways you can do it. Uh, there's a rapid response, which I guess is it would give you results in, like, a half hour after you do it. Yep. And the way that they do this is they take a Q-tip and they shove it up your nostril. But not only do they shove it up your nostril, it goes clear up about just a little bit above your eye. Mm. They like penetrate, get up there, and then that's how they do the rapid response test. And what they did to me, it took two days, and they swab the bottom of my throat. And when I mean the bottom... They scrubbed so down deep, I felt like I was gagging on a mean cock. Yeah, a big old fatty, huh? Yeah, I felt like I was in the Pornhub episode this time. So, how long did it take you to get your results back? So, it took me two days, and uh, what what they did, they have this new fancy way of doing it now. You can download uh, an app called MyChart. Mm. You create a profile... And they give you your uh, patient number and everything, and the doctor can just put your results in there, and you can check it. So you know before they even call you, because they'll still call you and tell you. Is that only people with, like, fancy health care insurance or what? Well, well, no, no, because I didn't have my insurance card up on arrival, which is also why I thought first maybe that's why they did the uh, two-day test, because maybe it was less expensive. I don't know, but from what it sounds like, it's just not very um, accurate with the uh, rapid response. So, uh, no, that's for anybody. That's for anybody. Hmm. So, overall, was it a good experience? Uh, um, is our hospital people taking care of business? Are they doing the good? Are they doing the right thing? They're they're taking a good approach to it, and I think like they're kind of getting like from what I got from it, they were kind of a little like. Okay, not every case is COVID, okay? You're actually probably just sick. So it's kind of like they're they're kind of over it themselves. Like, we're mm-hmm. done with this. Yeah. Yeah. Did, well, you get some, uh, you didn't get no COVID medicine or nothing like oh, that. Oh, no, no, no. I just, I, I got some uh, DayQuil, some NyQuil, Severe. Mm. And I've been rocking through the week. It was hard at first because I was very fatigued. Oh, yeah. Uh, no appetite whatsoever. Couldn't taste nothing. Couldn't taste. Sounds kind of COVID. Yeah. Hmm. Other yeah. other than uh, having the COVID, how, how's been your uh, how's been the hiatus? It's been about two weeks since we've had an episode out. Last time we talked was the end of October. Yeah, yeah, we were uh, we had that Halloween episode, and that was it. That was it. And speaking of which, uh, so Halloween went good. Um, I didn't see uh, your kid. Um, not a lot of people came down our street, but. Mm-hmm. No one was really wearing masks. Uh, they were just treating it like a regular day. It so. was like a yeah, I 100 percent agree. It was like a regular day. People in like we live in small town America, so people around here are tired of all of it. They don't play the little games now. I I still see some people driving around with mask on in their car by themselves. I still see yeah. that. And I'm just like, wow, that's retarded. You're retarded. I can't even, honestly, I can't breathe out of these fucking masks. Like, I, I have trouble. And that was my thing, because when I was sick, 
I couldn't breathe out of my nose to begin with. And now I got this mask on and it wasn't helping at all. I was just, I was a wreck. I was a wreck and I was getting mad. I was getting pissed off because like the first couple of days into, you know, into my job doing this, this route I was on, uh, I would have it on, but I would have it down below my chin, you know, just so I looked like I was going to put it up. And when I, when I knew it, I was just really sick. I just went ahead and wore it anyways. And it was just so frustrating. Yeah. Well, a lot's definitely happened since uh, we've last talked. Um, we're going to get into um, kind of a little bit of politics here in a minute. I don't want to um, spend too much time on it because obviously no one knows what's going on right now. Today is uh, November 10th, and we still don't know the results of the election. The media is kind of saying it's Joe Biden. It looks probably like it's Joey B. But who knows? It could see Donnie T still could be doing his thing. So <laughs> it looks right, like right now that, uh, that Joey B is doing his thing. But I went to... Um, Actually, I've been putting out a lot of content on my uh, Life and Long Care podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, all the places you can go check it out, and uh, on my YouTube side. But I went to a seminar up in Michigan. When did you do this? I just did it last. Uh, got back. Uh, what did I get back Sunday night. I took off uh, Thursday. I took off Friday. I took it was a it was a three day uh, the thing. It was a uh, it's like I said. It was a seminar for entrepreneurs, lawn care guys, business owners, different things up in up in Michigan. And in Michigan, it's a little bit different up there. Since we was in the uh, in Novi, Michigan, which is the suburbs of of Detroit area, and uh, it's really nice. You could tell there's some money, money up there. You mm-hmm. know? But they, the whole state has a mask mandate, like a real mask mandate. Not like ours around here where you might see one or two people walking around with it. No, no, no. You can't go anywhere in there without having a face diaper on. You can't do nothing. And like, really? Yeah, it's it's hardcore. So, like, or even just a couple of weeks ago, uh, Governor Whitmer of Michigan, there was, like, a crazy plot to, like, kidnap her. And uh, it was, like, a really big thing. Did you hear about that? No, no, I didn't. Yeah, there was, like, some radical right-wing... Uh, I'd call them terrorist groups. I don't know. Maybe it was like a militia, somebody. There was like, there was definitely a, a plot to kidnap her. It was, which was really weird. And, I, and she started blaming it on uh, President Donnie T for some reason. I don't really know why, but I guess everything's, if, if you don't like anything in today's society, it's that damn Trump's fault. It's, it's just the way it is. But yeah, I went to the Entrepreneur Academy. Uh, it's hosted by uh, a YouTuber friend of mine. Uh, Brian from Brian's Law Maintenance. Anybody go check him out. He's got a he's got a really big channel, but uh, man, it's go, going up there and just being around, being around like minded individuals who are all entrepreneurs or business owners. Everybody at different stages of their business, whether it's uh, new startup businesses or a couple years in, like myself, or even the people who are six figure, and even the people who got seven figure businesses were all there kind of talking, and it's just really nice. was able to get a lot of content out. I didn't even have to pay for my hotel room or nothing. Uh, a guy, a friend of mine, uh, who's also a business owner, he's got one of those six figure year businesses. He's, he's doing really good. Um, he's getting into the YouTube stuff. So we met on YouTube and, uh, we became friends Been been friends for now over a year, like calling each other. He became like a mentor cause I'm I, like, he's got a business, like what I want, you know? Mm-hmm, right. And he's like, I'm going up, man. Uh, have you got a hotel room yet? And I was like, ah, oh, no, not yet. It's a couple weeks back. No, not yet. He's like, well, 
save your money and uh the room i got's got two rooms and you can just crash with me and i was like hell yeah because it would have been like 370 something dollars for the weekend if i would have got a hotel room and like whoa yeah. where did you stay at yeah it was a it was a pretty nice high hotel it was it was really nice and but uh yeah, a buddy of mine, Mike Gunn, from, uh, he's got Lawn Care Community Podcast. You guys want to check it out. He he came through clutch for me, man. It was, it's been a good weekend, man. Really good weekend. Wow, yeah, it sounds like it. Um, speaking of which, I have a really good weekend. We got the uh, Buckeyes playing, um, and they're they're killing it. So Have they even, like, I've never, I haven't heard nothing. You haven't heard anything? No, the Browns pissed me off. That's all I know. Well, yeah. Well, oh my gosh, you do, you look at Browns fans nowadays, and I don't even think they know what they're arguing about people anymore. Like now, I think Browns fans are arguing amongst themselves about like the players. Like r- right now, they're going back and forth between it's 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 not um man. His name just just left Beckham. Beckham, yeah. It's it, it's not Beckham. It's Baker. That's the that's the thing that everyone's going back and forth about now. It's like, well, Beckham's out for the season, right? Right. And uh, when he was out that game, and uh, I, I I guess it was when they versed the Raiders. Yeah, that was a. There's no reason that the Browns should have lost to the Raiders. There's no like I don't know what happened there, but I've been saying that Baker is like up and down. Like, He's so up and down. The thing is, the kid's got so much talent. Like the kid's got mad talent. Like, but. I just, I don't know what it is. I think the Browns, honestly, it's either maybe it's maybe it is a head, maybe they just haven't figured out that head coach. But it's like every, they've had more head coaches than any team in the league. It's like every year they have to have a new head coach. Every year they got a whole new play scheme coming in, the whole new playbook coming. In. It's like it's hard for these guys to have like, I don't know, man. I just sit and watch. It's like they're missing something. They got they got two great running backs. They got Baker and his backup is. Uh, I can't remember his backup's name. Still, still a freak show. So they got two great quarterbacks, two great running backs. They got the wide receiver games on point. They got their defensive they're defensively. They're on point. Garrett's a freak show. Ward's a freak show. And they got all kinds of pieces. They got a team that can ball out. Like they have what it takes to get you there. But something about I don't know if it's the playbook that Baker's not vibing with something's not right because baker's not playing to his potential and i don't know if maybe it's him uh i don't know maybe it, if it is because maybe he is shorter that was like a thing people talked about to where maybe he's having trouble seeing over the line of scrimmage because he's only like six foot or five ten six foot something like that he's not a huge guy right yeah you know, maybe maybe that is an issue. I don't know because he's got the arm strength, he's got the speed, he's got the. Uh, I mean, well, we we see it, we see it because he proves it. He, every now and again, like he can he can put it down, he can throw a dime, buddy. He can he throw can. he can throw a dime. He can put it in tight windows too. So I don't know the issue that their offensive line is good. He's got all kinds of time. Like you got a freak show in Nick Chubb, followed by uh, that one dude that came from Kansas City. Uh, their other running back, I'm slipping his name right now, but they got two. They got everything. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. They got two freak shows. They their whole team is ballers, bro. But I'm really, for some reason, I'm thinking that it's like it's got to be with coaching. It's got to be with that environment. Maybe the maybe the office man. Well, even their GM is that AD. Uh, they it's a younger guy. He's like 32. They was really excited about him. I've been watching Building the Browns. You watch that series? No, no. Oh, it's awesome. 
It's awesome. I love it. It's a it's a mini docu series. They've had like three three years of it, and it's it's called Building the Browns. It's on YouTube, but it also airs on ABC Channel Five out of Cleveland. It's 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 awesome. So they have the pieces in place. I just don't know what moves that they can make. Well, I mean, what do you think? I uh, I don't know. I really don't know because I sit and watch and I just can't piece it all together. You don't, you're, you see what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know. Something's wrong here. Something's missing here. And I don't know what, it's got to be something behind the scenes in the locker room that we're not seeing. It's got to be something. Cause like you said, they have a team. They do have a team. Well, it doesn't, remember years ago in like the 2010 era, uh, when the Seattle Seahawks came out, they played for the 12th man. Remember that? Like when the Legion of Boom was big and Marshawn Lynch was, cause yeah. Marshawn Lynch is a throwaway. He's a throwaway running back. All right, they had a first-year quarterback, Russell uh, Wilson. They had a a, a rookie uh, cornerback and uh, uh, Richard uh, Richard uh, Richard Sherman. And, and that team, they were just a bunch of nobodies. Okay, that's what they were and going into the year. They played for the twelfth man. They played for everybody. They had that it factor of hey. People's counting us out, and we're all ballers. And it came to sh- and it came to show whenever they got they start facing like the Patriots, and they ended up losing. Right, but like they still got them a chip. You know what I mean? They still was they still was all ballers, and like I just don't know. They have they have that team, that whole team camaraderie, that whole like twelve man that that spirit that 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 jive they was all playing for each other it wasn't about statistics and maybe that's where the browns are at maybe they're worried about like personal stats right now i don't know i have no idea but i i wish that i could tell you because i wouldn't be here i would be there right yeah no doubt so let's hear about ohio state i haven't heard nothing about college football i haven't paid no attention to it nothing right so well um <clears throat> our first game was against nebraska which we came out, and I'm sure people were concerned. They were like, "Ooh, because we don't, we're not doing as good as we usually do against Nebraska." But we end up killing it. We killed it. Seems like Ohio State are, are they still doing the read option style playbook of like um, shotgun read option? Like they still got that same playbook, fast quarterback. Fast. Um, yeah, kinda. Um, right now it's um. Uh, day trusts Fields to where he'll just throw some plays. Oh, Justin Fields. Yeah, he'll, he'll just. So they ain't got a black quarterback this year. Yeah, yeah, they do. I thought he was a white kid. No, no, he's uh he's black. He's from uh Georgia. Well, who's the Fields dude? That's a that's a white quarterback. Man, I'm thinking of Flynn. I'm thinking of Flynn that just got drafted. Then that's what I'm thinking. I of. was like. I... <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Flynn. I was gonna say like, what's what's Ohio State doing? They're gonna they're gonna mess it up. But we've had a black quarterback since like 2002 or 2000 or no, something yeah. like that. Justin Fields is the truth, man. Uh, I think during the Nebraska game, he missed one pass, and it's because Olave like caught it, but he got hit so bad to where he he couldn't hold on to it. See, Ohio State's a he weird was, team too, like. I love Ohio State because of their offense. I love their play, their offensive play. Obviously, we, you know, we was around whenever they was playing Miami 
Um, like in 2002 Fiesta Bowl during the Miami, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when it all started. You know, just them kids from Youngstown getting together and doing the damn thing. And, and they've been a powerhouse team ever since then. But Ohio State had a quarterback, right? And uh, Tate Martell. Do you know about Tate Martell? Uh, yeah. He was in 2011, 2012, he was the number one rated uh, quarterback in the U.S. Okay. When he was just a youngster, youngster. In like 2008, he was in like he was like 14 years old, eighth grade. He committed to like the University of Oregon. Then he committed to the University of Washington. Then he committed. All, he eventually came to the Ohio State University, right? And his first year, he was a redshirt freshman, but didn't get no playing time. But he sat behind T, uh, JT Barrett. He sat behind uh, uh, Carter. So he sat behind all these ballers, right? So he knew to, he's a, he's a, he's a senior this year, right? And he's now he's a backup. He thought he was going to be the starter this year for Justin Fields. He said, "No big deal. Justin Fields ain't got." He was kind of talking a little bit smack, but being competitive at the same time. It was like that was last year. That was last year, right? That was last year. Let me tell you about Tate wow. Martell. What happened? What's he doing now? Uh, so Tate Martell did put uh, talk talk a little shit, and uh, you know he was like Justin Fields. You you come up here, you're going to have to earn that starting gig. So when it was all said and stone that Justin Fields was actually coming up. He bailed. That's he, he bailed. Oh, he, he entered the transfer portal, went to Miami, and didn't get the starting spot. And uh, this year, he he isn't even playing. He's just out. He's out. He says for personal reasons. I don't know what's going on with him, but it kills me because what he had some talent. He had some. Talent. Some. I was watching his freshman football highlights all through his. I, I used to watch his highlights. I followed him on Twitter years back, and I was like. This kid's going to be special. So I followed him on Instagram and Twitter. I've been following him for years off and on. I haven't been paying I, attention I, I at all this year. I was a fan of him back when they had Haskins, when, when Ohio State had Haskins, and they would put Tate in. I'm like, yeah, give him a chance. Yeah, he's a baller from what it looks like. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know if it's just one of those things where he just – thinks he's way better than he is so he feels like he's just gonna go out there and do something but yeah ryan day knows i mean if ryan day's not gonna start him and the kid's been in the program for three years there's a reason so what he's got to be a senior now and he's not even playing no he's not even playing in miami now he said he's he's sitting out for personal reasons you think he's gonna go to the canadian football league probably i don't know canadian or arena probably something like that maybe the xfl the xfl be firing up in about a year or two from now i think i think 2022 is uh, the opening debut of the XFL? Yeah. The Rock, the Rock owns it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? Did you ever watch Arena Football? I think that instead of owning it, he needs to be playing that sport because I... he's getting to be too old now. What I really think about the Rock is like the Rock is a uniting figure. Um, as we go into politics here. We need some like all right. Let me ask you this: You don't know shit about politics, of course not. Um, and I know too much where I hate it. Like it's to where it makes me fucking repulsive. Like I can't stand it. They're all a bunch of pukes. You know, they're all. Yeah, I hate them all. Um, when you look at Donnie T, all right, is Donnie T as a president? Is he a uniting figure? Uh, no, I no. don't. I don't think that he is. He doesn't come across that way anyway. Nor does he like. No, he's just not in any way, shape, or yeah. form. No, he's divisive. He's yes. very divisive, and that's yes. And he plays to his base. Uh, he plays. He knows who got him there, and he talks to them, and he says, "Fuck the other side." And that's not as 
in the office of the presidency, that's not how that works. You know, President Barack Obama years ago in 2004, when he became on the national spotlight, he uh, he was at the uh, Democratic National Convention when he was just a one-term senator. No one knows who he was. He was at the Democratic National Platform or Democratic National Committee, and he says, you know, this is not a red America. This is not a blue America. This is the United States of America. I'm Barack Obama, and I'm endorsing uh, John Kerry or whoever it was at the time. And everybody's like, he's going to make a bid in 2008. He's going to make his run in 2008, and that's what he did. And he had that fire. He had that fervor because when he would talk, he wouldn't talk about, well, as progressive Democrats, we got to do X, Y, and Z. He would talk about, no, as an American. Now other people might not agree with what I'm saying. And I'm and, and with President Barack Obama, you had a little bit of give and you had a little bit of take. Right. Under President Trump, we've actually lost a lot of gun rights more than what under Obama. Obama played that game. Trump doesn't know how to play that game. And Trump is the president of people that like him. And if you don't like him, Trump says, fuck you. And that's one of my biggest issues with Trump. You know, he's got that cult. He's got that weird cult following that like it's like you said last time we talked, it's a hate vote. There was no. There was nobody passionate about Joey B. Well, and there might have been a few, a small percentage, but like I said, I really feel like people that voted for uh, Joey B, he just, no one knew his platform. They just yeah. knew that it wasn't Trump. And Because yeah. if, you, if you look up anything about Joey B, it's never anything good with him being like, semi-pedophilia like all the hunter biden tapes that come out that are true like there's a lot of like not good stuff but it doesn't matter it's like get someone in there who's gonna play ball but thing is joey b's not a uniting uniting character either but see people don't realize that but because they hate trump so much that they think that he is it's crazy because when whenever this all came out and it was like joe biden president-elect it was on Facebook. People all over were talking like yeah. all the world's problems were solved overnight, and right. it was just at peace. And he's not even truly elected yet. They're still counting votes. There's, there's, it's still got to go to the courts. It's going to turn into the uh, 2000 election to where it's going to have to hit the Supreme Court. It's going to, they're going to have to recalls. They're going to have to do revotes. It's going to be, it's going to be kind of crazy. So like everybody's, it's like celebrating in the president. It's no one knows who the president. The, the new president's going to be. No one knows who it is right now. But tying back into it, The Rock is someone who has kind of, he's taunted the idea of going into politics. And when I look about him, it's like he's a registered independent, right? Uh, Trump is, if Trump was a game show, well... Trump had his own TV show, and he was a celebrity before anything. Like, why can't The Rock do I feel like if The Rock would actually come out, and today's political... Like, everybody out there listening, and Mike, you too. Right now, more than ever, we are divided as American citizens. It's literally 50-50 divide. Like, you look at how everybody voted. That's why we can't find out who's the president right now, because it's literally down the freaking middle on what's going on. So it's like... I feel like if someone like The Rock would step up and be like, all right, make his bid because The Rock's a very, very educated man. Like, he might play stupid and just like a big meat muscle head, but he's actually really intelligent. He knows he politics. Is. He is, yeah. And, but, and, he, it makes me mad. 
That's something that I really don't like about this year's election, and I feel like the media has played into it, is that it's divided us so much that people, I see it, people are literally not friends anymore. They're losing people. They're getting in arguments. All for what? All for what? For some some guy that's in D.C.? Like, here's the thing. The presidency should never have as much power. What I feel like what's happening is like every four years, people are wanting to elect their own dictator, wanting to elect their king. And that's not how that works. No. Like we're, we're going into a society today to where like the like you just mentioned the media, the media did play and like there was like a media coup d'etat against the president. And I don't know what like is Trump that like we talked about. It, he's not that good of a guy, but it doesn't matter. And then all of a sudden they're new. Um their new presidential elect Joe Biden is what they're saying. Now they're talking about um, the office of the presidency and you can't denigrate the office and you've got to have respect for the office. And you're not supposed to talk bad about the president elect because the office has higher standards than that. It's like for four fucking years, you guys called this guy. You said he was a, um, you said he was a racist. You said he was a KKK member. And when it was just, it's been awful what they've said about Trump and a lot of people believe it. A lot of people believe it because it's all four news channel, Fox News included, that well, it's, they want Trump out. It's gotten so bad, too. Speaking of which, it's gotten so bad, too, to where, like, there are some people out there that are Trump supporters, and they, like, it's scary for them to even say it and walk around and say it or show, like, like a Trump sign in their yard because now yeah. people think because you like Trump, you're racist. Right. And... So, and I, I mean, but by far, I feel like that's a radical, that's just, it's, yeah, it's so far, it's, no, it's, it's not. And well, the media was talking today that, uh, they're going to have to start, uh, keeping, they, they've got track, like, I can't remember the actual term for it, uh, I, 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 sh- I had it my show prep and I, and I lost it, but they're going to keep track of people who were Trump supporters and who voted for Trump and agreed with them because these people shouldn't hold, um, they shouldn't hold public office. They shouldn't be, uh, on the board of like big businesses. And it's like, it's like they're literally treating like a, they said a basket of deplorables in 2016. It's like, they're treating them like that again. And people like me, I hated Trump. I hated Trump because his vulgarness, he's narcissist, egomaniac, uh, just all his fault. I didn't want him to be president. I was a Rand Paul and a Ted Cruz guy, but the media had pushed me more and more to try. And I feel like that's the way for a lot of people. Like you look at it, it's like this dude's getting treated unfairly. So it's like people like me who didn't even like the guy are getting pushed into his corner because it's like, no, this is bullshit. You guys can't treat him like that. And then once he actually took, he did govern conservatively, and when he wasn't talking shit and pissing people off, he was actually doing a good job. But because of his Twitter account and because he'd go out there and, like, say some stupid shit, that would get overshadowed in the uh, in the news media. So it's like if he would have just shut his mouth, shut his fucking stupid mouth, and just, like, kept governing like he should have and been a little more passionate, he could have changed so many more people. But, like, for some reason... Trump's got that fucking like killer mentality that he don't want. He don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? I don't think he's been told no a whole lot. No, you can tell that he's been in charge. He's been the boss and he's not going to take shit from anybody. And if anybody in the media, like he calls people out, he's very divisive. So it's like, just because he did do a good job. 
he he has a he has a really good record if you look at the economy before uh COVID-19 and there was some conspiracies about COVID-19 and we touched on it before that like it was kind of like a pandemic like I've did I disregarded a lot of that but after seeing what I'm seeing now and like going through the numbers and how everybody's like you're allowed to protest and you're allowed to go out in the in the streets right now and like have parades because Joey B is the president elect. That's okay. Now COVID isn't a big deal. It's like all of a sudden now that Joe Biden may be the next guy, COVID's no more. Everything is solved overnight. Overnight. Like, but, but they were, they literally, we had one of the, we had the best economy we've had in 40 years. Black unemployment was down to like it. We were on a tra- a trajectory that was truly going to quote unquote make America great again. And that term isn't as like far fetched as it sounds, right? Because like the, the the idea was to go back to like the 1950s, not go back to the 1950s as in the political systematic racism type stuff. Go back to where when you could work at a factory and raise a family and the dollar meant something. That's what Make America Great Again was all about. But everybody said, like, no, if you want to go back to Make America Great Again, like in the 50s, there was uh, Jim Crow laws, there was systematic racism, and that's what Trump was like. That's not what he's talking. That's not what it means. That's not what it means. It means to go back to it because what he's doing is he's speaking to working class people like me and you who were our dollar used to mean something. Our used to be able to work at a factory or somewhere for 30 years, get you a gold watch and have a pension, be able to retire. And then your wife used to be able to stay home if she chose. Your kids used to be able to have nice. That's gone now. You know what I mean? That's gone. That's what make America great again means. Not the not the other stuff. Keep going. Keep no, going. That's that, and that's all that's all I'm saying. That's that's what that means. So what does Joe Biden say? Joe Biden has been in public office for 47 years. Okay? He got elected when he was 29 years old and he had to wait until he was 30. So he's literally been in almost his entire life. He's been a, a congressman or he's been, he was a senator for most of that time. And for eight years of that, he was a vice president. He's had three failed um, bids at the presidency. Finally got one on the fourth one. Two of them, he had to resign because of uh, uh, plagiarism. He's not like, and he used to stand beside these um, Robert Byrd. And Robert Byrd used to be the leader of the Senate from West Virginia, he was a Senate Senate majority leader from West Virginia, and he was a racist. He was the Grand Kleagle of the KKK in the back in the day. And yeah, did Robert Byrd say that he's not in the KKK anymore? Yeah, but still, it doesn't matter. Imagine if Trump, one of his mentors, was a prior KKK member. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like the Democrats just get away from everything. They get away with everything, no matter what. Like, just look at the campaign trail this year. Fuck Joe Biden's past. Look at this year. All the weird... Like he had that sex allegation where he like forced that one lady up against the wall and, and forced his fingers up inside her. They said that she's lying, but they can throw Kavanaugh up against a fucking wall on a bullshit allegation. You know what I mean? But they just say, no, it was in, it was a one day story for Joe Biden because he's a Democrat. It's amazing how Democrats get away with everything. And they think we're stupid. We, me, I'm just a, fucking normal, lower middle class, uh, white working male 
my demographics line up as I should be a Democrat because I'm under the poverty line, blah, 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 blah. And I come from a certain, but look, I sit there and I watch, I'm like, I can't go with a party who literally treats people like shit unless you're a Democrat. It's like, I wish the media would just, I wish the media would stop acting like they're objective and just start saying that they're biased. I would have more respect for them just to say if they was to be like, hey, we're Democrats and we hope the Democrat wins. That's okay. But I was always told growing up, you were probably told the same thing, that the Democrats are for the poor people and and the Republicans are for the rich. Now, tell me this. What is the exit plan for the Democratic Party? Because it's like, if you look at the Democratic Party, they want all the poor people in there. They got all the minorities in there, and they, they want to keep them there. And also, in the same party, the most elite athletes, the most elite actors, the most elite, all of Silicon Valley, and all the billionaires and millionaires in this country are all Democrats. Where's the middle? Like, why are all the millionaires and billionaires in Silicon Valley, the actors, all the famous celebrities, why are they all Democrats and the poorest of the poor supposed to be Democrats? You know what I mean? Right. At what point is is the poor people, do they want them to be successful? If they did, what is the strategy? Because when I'm looking at it, all they ever offer is handouts. They don't ever offer a hand up or saying like, hey, we're going to lower taxes for the lower middle class or for the lower people living in these economic zones. We're going to lower taxes. We're going to give you breaks on this. We're going to uh, have more infrastructure into these certain areas so people who do live in the rural Appalachian area, people who do live in the projects, they can have more traffic go to these areas. So when more traffic comes in, you got places like McDonald's, Dollar General, So and, and it opens up for more housing development, for more people to come live there drive through some sort of like tourist trap or something there's like there's no path to success in the democratic party it's either you're extremely broken poor and that's where they want to keep you or you're already a uber wealthy there's no middle so the republicans come along and they for some reason the media tells you that they're the party for the poor but they're offering tax breaks they're offering business structure. They're, they're telling you that you shouldn't pay X amount of dollars in taxes, that you should pay what you need to pay. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're saying that business should go into uh, undeveloped areas and in all these different. So there's like this seems like there's a path in the Republican Party. They're offering someone a hand up. And I'm someone who's a registered libertarian saying that. You know what I mean? It's like it's just so fucking silly in the. The Libertarians pissed me off this year. Joe Jorgensen, this was the year. This was the year for the Libertarians. Joe Jorgensen goes out there and makes an ass of herself. She doesn't even she doesn't even try to get on a couple bigger YouTube platforms. She gets on Glenn Beck. She gets on a couple different. She got Glenn Beck, Dave Rubin. Uh, she got on a couple bigger shows and didn't even separate herself from the candidates. She could have been like, hey, at the libertarian platform is perfect for this year. She could have been the uniting figure. Yeah, I didn't see anything on like no, no. But it's like everybody. If that's if half the country hates Trump and half the country hates Biden, there's a huge fucking spot open for a third party candidate, and we had one. But the the LP party members, 
for some reason, they just decided to go with Joe Jorgensen. They couldn't find an Austin Peterson. They couldn't find a uh, Rand Paul. They couldn't find Larry Sharp, who are all Libertarian members. They were all Libertarian candidates. Uh, Justin Amash from Michigan, he he just resigned from Congress. Like you got these great Libertarians who have awesome ideas, who are young, vibrant, strong. But no, you run a run, Joe Jorgensen, who is who always rushes to the middle and even to the left whenever pressed on something, who talks about Black Lives Matter and systematic racism instead of saying, no, all lives matter. And, um, yeah, we used to have racism, and we're coming a long way, and we need to fucking have a flat tax and or and or no fucking taxes on certain things. Well, flat tax, really. The no taxes is my thing. But it's just this was the year for the libertarians. And it's like I'm almost to the point to where it's like, I just want to re- take away my fucking, just stop being a libertarian altogether because it's like the Ron Paul movement was, remember Ron Paul? You ever heard that name? Yep. Well, back in 2006, 2008 was a Ron Paul fucking wave. And for some reason, the libertarian party doesn't even care. Like, that was the biggest movement we've ever had was when Ron Paul, Ron Paul, like if you think Bernie Sanders had big crowds, Ron Paul had a bigger crowd. And I don't know. I just get aggravated. Take it away. Yeah, I, I can tell, man. You're getting worked up over there. Whew. Hands were flying. I was about to start ducking and diving. It's just ag- it's just super aggravating the way, like, you look at the state of affairs. Like, this is the best. We- it, in all of America, the best we can find is Donnie T, Joey B, and Joey G, Joe Jorgensen. That's all we can find. And Kanye West, he got, uh, like, 10,000 votes. That's cool. I like Kanye. Hey, I didn't hey. vote. I didn't. I didn't vote at all this year. Actually, I didn't want to vote. No, and <clears throat> did you vote? No, I didn't. I didn't. You know what? Like, I thought about voting, but I just didn't want to. But you know, why can't we vote on our fucking phone? Like, yeah, yeah. All the technology we, that we have, that, like, they're having these fucking mail-in ballots. Who's that's clearly fraud. Like, there's like. For for Joe Biden, they just found they found a hundred like they shut the vote they shut the polling down found a hundred thousand ballots and they a hundred percent of them hundred thousand were all for Joe Biden. Yeah, it's just I coincidental. Found that a bit far fetched, and you know there was a bunch of uh, stuff going around like that because I I don't know if you know it, but uh, Florida beat uh, Georgia. It was like forty four to twenty eight, right? And and they were using that as a uh, as an example of that. They were like, it would be like if we woke up the next day and Georgia found like 20 more points. Right. And it was like, what the fuck? Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just aggravating. We should be able to see because the problem is the, we may have had the most voter turnout ever of whatever, but you can't necessarily like no one, no one believes this fucking mail-in ballot shit because I got three ballots sent here. One for, Someone who's used to live here who's now deceased. Mm-hmm. Um, another one for someone I have no fucking clue. My uncle used to live in this house for years. So no clue. I just got a random fucking ballot. And I got two ballots in my name here. I don't even know if Kayla got any ballots. But I alone, four ballots came here. Two of them for me. One was for a family member who is now deceased. Isn't that insane? Like yeah. you're telling me like that didn't happen to me. I know a couple other guys who got a couple ballots sent to their house. I bet someone was like, let me just fill this out. Right. For how many a times how many times did that happen? 
You know what I mean? Right, right. It's all, and no one I know thinks that, like, yeah, mail-in ballots, it's 100% legit. There's no chance of fraud. It's like, there's voting fraud and everything. But it's like, fucking mail-in, we can go to Walmart. We can go to fucking Drug Mart. You can go anywhere in the world, but you can't go to vote. So you had to mail-in vote. Now, all of a sudden, at the tail end of it, we was allowed to go vote. But you're telling me we had to do all these mail-in ballots because of COVID-19, but everybody can still go to fucking Walmart. And these people, if it's such a big deal, why are the people at Walmart still making shit fucking pay? That's a good point. Why aren't they getting fucking hazard pay? You know what I mean? If Target can't open, if the restaurants are down 50% capacity, why isn't everybody who's working right now getting fucking... Why isn't everyone that's working right now getting hazard pay? Exactly. If they're essential workers, it's all bullshit. We've, in today's society, we're living in the biggest upward transfer of wealth we've ever fucking seen. Amazon, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers... Um, Goldman Sachs, all these huge companies and corporations got a bunch of fucking PPP loans, got a bunch of fucking all this government money. Like I said, it's the biggest upward transfer of wealth we've ever fucking seen. The government pulled $3 trillion out their ass and give it to the most successful businesses around. And American citizens were told not to go to work. They were told you have to fucking shut down for weeks on end. You can't leave your house. You have to quarantine. And we're going to send you one $1,200 check in a matter of seven or eight fucking months and expect you to make your fucking rent. How the fuck is that happening? It's insane. And they're kicking people out of their fucking house right now. I even seen a... Uh, yeah, because that's over. It's, it's over. So, like... Yeah, you can... You, yeah. You can get kicked out, even though half the people who work at restaurants, restaurants are still at 50% capacity. A lot of these restaurants and small, this has been the largest attack on small business I've ever fucking seen. You know who's going to do well? Dollar General's going to do well. In the lawn care industry, True Green, all these fucking huge businesses, uh, Walmart's going to do well. Like I said, Dollar General's, uh, all the box food chain for all the stores. Anybody who's a big, huge franchise or a huge multi-million dollar company, they're going to be fine. You know who's going to fail is the backbone of American society. And the backbone of American society is the small business owner. It's the working class. It's the working class person who who fucking actually makes shit work i don't like i said the biggest upward transfer of wealth the businesses got treated great uh, under donald trump this is what he pissed me off he allowed all this happen and not just him nancy fucking pelosi had this uh cares act on her desk donald trump said yes i will sign a three point something trillion dollar deal this has been going on for months Nancy Pelosi's had it on her desk, refusing to sign it until after the election. She wanted to blame it on Trump. So once Joe Biden gets in there, he he co-signs on this fucking multi-trillion dollar CARES Act deal. So now we'll get another, we will get another stimulus check, but it's going to be after the election. And we don't even know who fucking, who the fucking president is. And the leader, the majority leader of the house, Nancy, uh, Nancy Pelosi and the majority leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, both two fucking morons who are, they're the ones that starving us right now. They're the ones that starving us. It's insane. It's truly insane. You look around and you're like, it's all politics. And it's like, these fucking idiots will be in the Congress, will be in the Senate for 40 years, 30 years, 20 years. Nancy Pelosi can go get her haircut whenever no one in California is. Everybody in California is on a fucking quarantine, but she can go get her hair done. You know, um, small. this has been the largest attack on small business, and it's not over. If Trump gets, if Trump gets back in somehow, 
then we're we're definitely fucked again. What they're doing, we're they're using us as political pawns. What they're doing is they're keeping us fucking poor. It's like my little small business. I got zero dollars. I was not eligible for any money, none. But the Los Angeles Lakers can get multi millions of dollars for their uh, employees who are already millionaires. Right. It's insane. This whole thing, we're all political fucking pawns. That's why I'm saying a libertarian could have came along and spread this message more eloquently, uh, more intelligently with actual, like, you know, doing a lot more research than what I'm just rambling off the top of my head right now. But imagine a libertarian coming along as a third-party candidate and going from state to state, doing different rallies every day. You would eventually hear from them. And if they was able to deliver a message, you'd be like, we want to... We want to build America back better, the actual way of doing it through the small businesses. Taking away, like, if you decide, as if you decide that you want to open up your small business during COVID, it's your choice. Since when in America have we just said that, well, I got to check with the governor, see if I can open my small business? That's not the way it works here in America. Like what? What the fuck? We're like we've lived in a tyrannical fucking government for seven, eight months now. America will never be back the same. We've literally signed off, give away, and lost our liberties and lost our freedoms. But we matter. Remember that we matter. But you matter. We matter. We but come they first. Love you. Yeah, I don't. I just don't understand how they could. How these politicians sit and they fight and they argue when, like I said, Nancy Pelosi has had another bailout, another stimulus on her desk. President Trump's agreed to it. It's already sitting there. All she has to do is literally sign her name and it goes into effect. That's it. All she got to do is sign her name on a piece of paper. Boom. It's, it's, it's passed. It's done. We're in bad shape. The but the media doesn't tell anybody this. That's the problem. The backbone has spina bifida. Yeah. We're in bad shape. I feel like that it doesn't matter who gets it. Like, well, obviously it's going to because if Trump gets it, then there's going to be some more hate. Um, but I just feel like we as Americans need to find some way to come together, and that's what it falls down to. But it's not going to happen because, yeah, how when the fourth estate that, like, let's let's hope that let, let let's say that Trump gets it, or let's say that. Joey B. Joey B gets it. I hope the best for them while they're in office. I hope that they do something because if right. they don't, that affects us. Yeah. And people don't seem to realize that. They just want, like, if Trump gets it, they're going to want him to fail. But the thing is, everybody used to like Trump whenever he was just a celebrity. It's like the media, the media has a lot of power. They're considered the fourth estate. They are, they are, the media is put up on a pedestal. They are the fourth estate. They are like the, what the media is supposed to be is the guard dogs for the, for the, um, for the American people. They're supposed to bring corruption to daylight. They're supposed to expose all, all corrupt politicians, but they don't not anymore. What they don't is if, if they're not getting their little piece of the pie, they'll, they'll write a story. But if they are getting broke off, Hey, they'll, they'll turn their fucking back. I really feel like they're a couple takes away from, like, propaganda. Like, it's, it's all it is. It feels like it's state-run fucking media. Like, the independent journal... You know what's saving... You know what's saving America right now from total fucking insanity is independent journalists, uh, 
fucking YouTubers who are doing their own homework. People like Tim Pool or even the Joe Rogan show. Joe Rogan might sound like a dumbass meathead, but he's fucking brilliant. And he's got brilliant fucking guests that come on there every week. So with shows like Joe Rogan show, which is a huge, uh, people like Tim Pool, which is huge, independent media through journalists. No one sits and watches fucking news. They might, their ratings, uh, a good rating for a week of a journalism is like 4.6 million households that will watch uh, CNN and or Fox. You know what the average video for Joe Rogan is? 8 million. Wow. That's on the lower end. Last one I just checked, um, he was talking to a couple other people. I can't remember which episode. It was like 17 million. Okay. So that's the difference. They don't have any more power anymore. They're losing. Their whole infrastructure is going down. So what they're doing is they're acting like radical, crazy fuckers who are trying to get clicks and get attention because that's what gets views. They're looking at their media as getting views. So if they can say some off-the-wall shit or be completely biased in order to build a fan base, that's what they're going to do. But the thing is, no one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck. What people care about, there's more people in this country that are watching... Joe Rogan than they are fucking any of that shit. And I don't see, I don't think people, cause I know myself, I know that I don't think that in depth about it. And I don't, I feel like maybe there's a lot more people that don't think it more in depth about it like that. Yeah. I used to, Kayla asked me the other day, why don't you ever use Facebook? I said, I haven't been on Facebook in four years. It, it, it's hard. Like the only reason why I have it is cause that podcast page, but it's hard to get on there. And let me tell you this people on, on my Facebook page, it's hard to get on there because they're stupid people. You're either so far left or you're so far right that you don't realize the shit that you're saying is fucking far fetched and divisive. And, and no one can have a difference of opinion without, Oh, you're a dumb fucking that's moron. That's the problem. Everyone's opinion is the right opinion. Right. Y'all, that's like, what I'm everyone gonna, thinks. like I'm going to listen to fucking, 60-year-old fucking Billy from fucking down the way who's never fucking been anything more than a line worker at fucking MTD. He's never done nothing with his life, have a fucking 1.7 GPA, but because he listens to fucking Rush Limbaugh every day, he's a fucking genius? No. Fuck you. But he cut. But he's a fucking asshole. He, you know? So you're scared to say anything on your own fucking facebook page because everybody's fucking trolls everybody thinks that they're all brilliant everybody's got the right fucking answer but no one wants to do the research see what sucks for me four years ago when trump was running i didn't like trump uh after he got elected i was like okay this is the death this is this is what i said the night he got elected we are entering the death throes of the american republic fucking mark my words on that one we're going into that now Okay, mm-hmm. so what I realized is like, wow, okay, I was totally wrong about Trump. I was totally wrong about the American. I said the American populace isn't going to vote this guy in. I was wrong. So I learned a lot. Like I said, the media pushed me closer to Trump. And it's like I look at Facebook and I'm like, people are fucking stupid. I was like not very smart in school, but like I feel like I'm way smarter. And I, I know this sounds arrogant. Well, I think you apply yourself more now, though, too. Yeah, I do. But, like, I feel like everybody's so fucking dumb. They're all fucking sheep. They're all stupid. They all sit and they watch. Um, keeping up with the Kardashians, are they sitting? They can tell you every fucking stat about fucking New York Yankees, but they can't tell you the one thing that's going on with the, the political environment. Then they want to get on Facebook and tell you you're fucking stupid because what you did is you, you, you watched 
a documentary about history. You read a couple books. You fucking actually checked out both sides, and then you developed your own opinion. And then when you go to discuss your opinion, some dumb shit fucking says, yep, you're a fucking liberal fuck. You're an idiot. And it's like, huh, wow. My big long post about why I developed my opinion. Here's all the fucking facts. Here's all the fucking footnotes. Here's everything that goes with it. And how like this is the most probable answer because nothing's ever right. But there's a the highest probable chance of this being right is here. And I would show all the proof where I got all the information and how you can look this information up. And then to be like, yeah, you're a fucking liberal. Fuck off. And that was it. And I was like, huh? Okay, I'm surrounded by a fucking bunch of morons, a bunch of racist fucking morons. Yeah, uh, how about this? Let's see a post of how your family's doing, how your baby's growing up. Yeah, that's what Facebook was supposed to be for. And there's nothing wrong with sharing your political opinion, because if you shared your political opinion, me as a political junkie, I'm not going to jump on there. I, like, there's uh, not, like, I don't share much of anything anymore, because everyone's real quick to comment. Yeah, I don't, Facebook never used to be like that. Remember back when Facebook first came out before all these fucking boomers started getting on the fucking, um, before the boomers started getting on the fucking app? Like, I remember being able to say some off the wall shit because it was funny. It used to, you used to be able to share your dark humor and it was only like people like mine and your age and younger getting on, you know? And then all of a sudden I remember it. Like it was like about five or six years ago, all the boomers started getting on. Like you would all like, you would see like your friend's grandma commenting on your fucking page and you're like, what the fuck? You well, know what and I mean? Yeah. And that's something else too. Now, now you got to watch, like you, you put something out like that now and people get offended by that. They're like, Oh my, or like, it's this like, you don't, you talk, talk about somebody, but you don't say the name. And then 90% of the fucking people on your Facebook page think you're talking about them. <laughs> it's like, it's like yep. you'll be sitting there and like someone will show you the, do you think, read this. Do you think they're talking about me? It's like, does it say your name? No. Have you talked to them in a while? No. Then they're not talking about you. You fucking know the world doesn't it's like social media has fucking people think that the world revolves around them now because they have a social media because they have a platform because they have a voice and it's the same platform that's used to propel people. It's the same platform I use to reach thousands and thousands of people on my YouTube channel, on my Instagram. It's the same platform I use. It's the same platform that's taken down the uh, gates of society. There is no more gatekeepers. There is no more. You have to go to Hollywood and be an intern. It's a good thing. Social media is... But there's a dark side to it as well. Yeah, and people don't realize that. Yeah. There's good and there's bad to everything. And right now we're living in the... um, the, we're at the very beginning of this revolution, right? This technological revolution. It feels like we're out of it. But it wasn't just 10, 15, or, well, 20 years ago now, 20, 25 years ago, rather, that when everybody started getting America online and everybody started to be getting on different things. And the first kind of social medias was obviously MySpace, but, like, uh, there was Yahoo Messenger and ICQ and, and um, AIM and all these different apps. So, like, it's still, we're still growing. We're still in this revolution. We're still trying to learn as a society how to interact whenever you can instantly, you can instantly, instantly talk to somebody else on their opinion. And it's like, sometimes I think some people's opinions don't fucking matter. 
There's a uh, special on Netflix about it too, about a bunch of people that got out of like Facebook and all the social medias and they're talking about how bad it is. Um, Which I think it's a great thing. And, but here I am cursing it. You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, it's, it's, it's a thin line. It's a thin line. Yeah. I don't know how to, I don't know. Did you watch the zeitgeist? I was just about to get on that. Um, so I found it. I watched about an hour of it because it's like over two hours long. Jesse, I watched about an hour of it and I paused it and I just sat there for a minute. And the only way I can describe it, I had to go back and rewatch it. And that's another reason why I didn't go any further because I had to go back and rewatch that hour. It's a lot. But it it's almost like Mike Tyson just hits you in the face and you're just like, what? I'm a moron. It's how you felt. Yeah. This, what? Yeah. And yeah, so I, I'm definitely going to go back and rewatch that first hour and then probably watch the last of it. Because, like I said, I watched that first hour and I was so struck by, like, what they were saying and just how everything's supposed to be. And Yeah, and that's just the beginning. That's an entry I level. I just sat there. I just sat there and I was like. "That's Yeah, and that's and what I'm saying is that's entry level. That, my friend, when you watch the entire episode and you'll probably watch it two or three more times to understand. I've watched it probably four or five times whenever I was first like you and I was first when I first took the red pill, when I first took the red pill and I opened up my mind and I realized, wow, everything around me is a fucking lie. I got unplugged from the matrix. And like, once you take the red pill and you, you start to learn more and more, you'll be able to look around and you'll be able to see all the drones and all the bots and all the sheep. And you're just like, you know, you see how the matrix works and you're just like, Hmm. You know what I mean? It, The fog is lifted at that point. That's what the red pill is. And a lot of people out there, you don't know. That's the entry level to it. And that will open you up a road to enlightenment to where you will want to read Freak or uh, you will want to read Heidrich. Hi, hi, God, I can't even talk. You want to read Hayek. You want to read Thomas Sowell. You want to read the Constitution and actually understand. And then whenever someone says, we're about to go into a contingency election, and then you say, well, what's a contingency election? You can say, what's Article 1, Section 3 of the Constitution says that the House elects this and the Senate elects the Vice President. And how are the delegates split? But we, no one knows. So we're relying on the media to tell us that. But it's like, you should know that. You know, you know what I mean? But if you don't know that, a lot of people are just like, oh, the media tell us. Like, no, no, no. The media, what if they're lying? You have that knowledge or you can go get that knowledge. So it's like right now the media could lie. The American populace is almost so fucking stupid to where they can completely lie to us about what happens during what. And we don't even know. We don't know what Adam Smith talked about in Wealth and Nations. You know what I mean? We don't know why the founders created the country the way they did and the difference of opinion that they had. We don't know why they did the things they certain do because no one, te- we're all a bunch of fucking mind numb fucking robots. You know what I mean? They're saying, oh, the Second Amendment doesn't. No, no, no. The great thing about the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, it was written kind of like how the Bible was. It's to stand all of eternity and all of time. It's written in a way to where. It can never be a like you can always amend it, obviously, but like the the first ten, it does it, it can apply to anything. So it's like it's perfect. It's a perfect document. Yeah, and see, I, I I do feel like too like there wasn't 
if it were to be like today when they were to write that, that there would be a lot more bullshit, well, bullshit it, put into it. And that's why it's good when it was back then, because there wasn't really that. No, well, it's simple. It's, it's a charter of negative liberties. This is what, this is what Democrats don't like about the constitution. They said, well, it doesn't say anything about, um, it doesn't say anything about uh, human rights. It doesn't say about healthcare. It doesn't say about. It's like no, 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 no. What it talks about, it's a charter of negative liberties. It's a thing. It's it's a char, It's a it's a list of what the government cannot do because it's a list of who you. It's God given liberties, and and if you take away the word God, it's it's a list of. It's given to you by your creator, whether that's your mom, whether that's the universe. These are rights that are given to you by your creator. And how do you get these rights? Well, you get these rights by being a natural human of in a natural state. So if I take Mike Cole and I put you in the middle of the fucking wilderness by yourself with nothing, at, at that time, you can still defend yourself. You can still have freedom of thought. You can still have freedom to petition if you did have a government. You can still, um, you still say you can still have uh, redress of the uh, of the uh, of the presidency. You can still you can still question everything. You can uh, not not allow soldiers to quarter at your place. You can think what you want to think. And it, the last amendment, if anything doesn't apply here, then it's then it goes back to the states. So it's like it's a charter of negative liberties to where where is man in natural state of society and natural state of the world. So if you look at it like that, it's like, well, healthcare, healthcare is kind of it's not a right. It's a public utility. So I do think me, I, Jesse, James alone, I do think healthcare should be paid for kind of like how we pay for um the police officers, but I also think that we should take all our military and cut the military budget spending in half and use that money. So, like, healthcare is now a public utility. Like, your fire department is a public utility. Your police officers are a public utility. It's not a right. Your police officers that are protecting you that you're paying for with your tax dollars isn't a right. Because that's not where you're going to be in the natural environment of the world of the natural environment of society if it's just you in the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? But you're still, in the middle of nowhere, you're still going to be able to uh, have freedom of religion. You're still going to be able to do all these certain things. You're still going to have freedom of privacy, and you're still going to have, if you go to court in your wilderness laws or whatever, you're still going to have the right to see your discoveries. You're still going to be able to, protect your uh, personal property and not be held against illegal search and seizures. You know what I mean? So that's, right. that's what the, so if we did it today, all these liberal fucking psychos would be like, well, we want free college. We want this. We want that. It's like, you can have all that, but it's not going to be in the bill of rights because that's not what it's about. They don't understand that. They want to read. They want to call it a living constitution. No, you can't have a living, breathing constitution. You don't want it to change. You want it to be stationary because this is what Amer- this is what makes America work. America is a melting pot of a society. It's from we're all immigrants, right? We hear that all the time. We're all immigrants, and how does that work? Well, we're united around an ideology. What is that ideology? The ideology is the American dream, and the American dream is a little bit different for everybody else. But we're united around these principles that when you come here, you don't have to worry about the government being oppressive. That you know that if you don't like something, you can petition the government. You're not going to have to worry about U.S. soldiers taking over your house. That you're not going to have to worry about going to court for no bullshit fucking reason. That you're not going to have to worry 
about um, people lying against you because they're rich and you're poor. You don't have to worry about that kind of stuff in America. And that's the ideology. The first 10 amendments in the Constitution, that's what our ideology aligns the American populace. Because you hear me like, man, that's a really American idea. Or this is our American values. That's what American values is. That's what takes people from Africa, people from Europe, people from here and India and over here, and we all become citizens and we all live around one ideology. That's what makes Western culture and American culture great. That's what makes America great. That doesn't sound at all like today. Can I just say that? Like Right. <laughs> no, not at all. Why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. We're stupid. Did you learn any of that in school? Uh, I feel like bits maybe, and pieces. I don't know. Yeah, maybe bits and pieces. Not but that. But it, it's that not. In depth. It, it wasn't explained that way. No. You know what I mean? And why not? You know what I mean? Like you were told. Well, in nineteen, whatever, whatever, and in um seventeen, whatever, whatever, this happened, and blah blah blah, and dates and dates and numbers, dates and numbers, blah blah blah. And it's boring. Oh, and this is the Bill of Rights. You'll have a test on it. Make sure you study them. I'm just going to need them all in order and what they mean. Right. But if you can sit someone down and be like, hey, why are we proud to be Americans? Is that wrong? Is that right? Is it bad to be nationalistic? Is that even nationalistic? Is it okay to be proud of where you're from? Pride is a deadly sin. So it's like if you were, if you just question things, you know what I mean? It even said, like, uh, Thomas Jefferson said, question with boldness, even to the belief of a God, even to the belief of God, for surely if there is a God, he would rather, he would, what did he say? He would rather have someone question versus blindfolded fear. That was Thomas Jefferson. That's the mindset that these people were in when they drafted our nation's constitution, rules, laws. That's the mindset. They were questioning God. They were questioning all of humanity. They had they had broke away from the most the powerful king, King Henry the King Henry the Third. Was it King? No, it was King George. King George the Third, I think it was. King George the Third was the most powerful. Had the most powerful government. England was the most powerful it had ever been. And there's these just thirteen measly colonies that were part of England, and they decided to come together and be like, Hey, who are we in nature? You know, nature's God in, uh, in all of nature. Who are we as men? What rights do we have of men? What is the Magna Carta that, that unites England? Why doesn't the king go by that? Why does the king quarter his soldiers here? Why does the king um, not let us petition him? You know what I mean? So they, when they drafted um, the declaration, it was a breakup letter. America was a breakup letter from mm-hmm. England. And no one really knows that. It's like when these guys, when John Hancock and all the founders, when they signed their name on that piece of paper, they said that they pledge everything, their lives, their fortune, and their sacred honor. We just say that because we don't understand. But what that truly meant was they were truly pledged. These were wealthy men. These were leaders of their um, towns and environment stuff. They were wealthy, but they were pledging literally their life. If the king would have found any of these 54 signers of the declaration, they would have died and all their all their uh, monies would have went to the king, not to their family, would have went to the crown. So these men could have died, and we were so close to not winning the revolution. If it wasn't for France, and if it wasn't for the brave men and women who who drafted our declaration, who drafted our constitution, if it wasn't for um, George Washington who who relinquished power after two terms, 
we would not be who we are today. We are founded. That's where our ideology comes from. Was a was a foundation of strong, honorable men. Were some of them slave owners? Yes, yes. Were some of them better than? Could there? Was, did Thomas Jefferson release his slaves at the on his deathbed? Maybe it's said that he did. I don't know. That's not what I'm looking at. I look past that. Like, yeah, it's bad, but it, look at the time that that was. That was a different fucking time. You know, when they drafted the three-fifths clause for black Americans, at the time, people in the South didn't even give blacks three-fifths of a vote. They viewed blacks at the time, slaves, they viewed them as like a tractor, as a piece of property. So when the abolitionists said blacks have three-fifths of a vote, that's at least something. You had to take something. Was it right? No, it was wrong. Slavery was wrong. Our founders did have flaws. They were they were just mere men. You know what I mean? Right. We're not computers. Exactly. But what they did is that they, in their ideals, live in infamy. Not the men. Like, Martin Luther King wasn't a perfect man. No one was a perfect man. But they, the progressives, they attack, their, they attack their faults. They don't appreciate what they give to society and hope. That's what's attacking American society. That's why when you see all these different chants and different p- protests over nonsense, that's why when people take down the statues, whenever I hear take down the statues, I look at it like this. All right, take down, as a libertarian, I say take down every fucking statue. We don't live in an, like my tax dollars shouldn't pay for you to feel like a god. Why are we have any fucking statues? If you want to pay for your own statue by yourself with your own income, cool. I don't think there should be any statues other than a place of a museum. I'm cool with a museum, but out in public. So I kind of agree with take down those take down the statues, but not for their reasoning. Their reasoning's wrong. My reasoning is we don't immortalize men. The reason we have a president and not of a king, a president is supposed to be like a manager. It's not supposed to be his it was a term that they they suggested his majesty they suggested king they suggested emperor but george washington said no i'll be a president and the term president has high regard now but during the founding it was like not it was a manager it was not a big important job see what i mean mm-hmm. yeah but he relinquished power that's what he wanted because the, the the power of America comes from the, the Congress. That's where our power comes from. And Congress keeps giving up all these rights and all the... They hold the purse strings. They are the most powerful branch. They give it up. And they give it to these presidents. Now, look where we're at. Fast forward. After Congress keeps giving up more and more power because they don't want to vote on certain things. So they want a president to do it. So Congress doesn't have to do it. So they can go get reelected easier. It's fucking bullshit. It's all full circle. It's all full circle. And Mark Twain said, history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. So if you just look at the past, you can understand the future, and it measures where you're at today. That's powerful. It's true. Yeah, that's that's powerful. Wow. You want to end it? Well, I think, yeah, we probably should. Uh, everyone, you got a little history lesson. We're not going to charge you for that. So, yeah, love you. <laughs> well, it got a little wild right there at the end. It did. It did. Guys, we'll be back next week. Better than ever. 
Yeah. Later, guys. Later. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff.